It's Toronto's podcast on the Canada's Podcast Network. Hi everyone, I'm Phil Bliss, a business visionary, and welcome to Toronto's Podcasts, part of the Canada's Podcast Network, your source of great insights from entrepreneurs across Canada. And today we're going to meet up with Eric Fournier, a partner and executive producer at Moment Factory. So welcome, Eric. Why don't you tell us a little bit more about yourself, you know, how you got started? Okay, well, uh, what's interesting about my story, I think, is, is I, uh, I, I was an entrepreneur when I was at uh, my college time organizing ski trips around uh, Montreal. And then I ended up uh, finishing my undergraduate in business, doing a BCom and was hired by Secor, a large consulting firm in Montreal, doing some strategies for a big corporation that in the, uh, the time of Quebec Inc. and, and uh, the QSSP program. So I ended up being exposed to lots of very successful uh, Quebec entrepreneurs. And from that point on, ended up uh, as a second step at Montbertier, where I was heading the strategy of a transportation unit for a while then uh, moved to Cirque du Soleil and uh, being in charge of new ventures for uh, five, six years. And from that point on, I was turning 40. I was at that point of my life where I was questioning uh, my uh, interest into entrepreneurship. So uh, I, during my years at Cirque du Soleil, I got to know a small company called Moment Factory that was helping us do some events using new technologies, projection technologies. And, and what was cool was that they were using the new projection technologies as a way to present the imaginary worlds of uh, Soleil. So we didn't at Soleil, we didn't have to do those uh, set designs, get the artists. So we were using those um, uh, Moment Factory to help us convey those uh, magical worlds that are those of Soleil. And and it turned out to be a great opportunity for me to switch from a large company such as Cirque to to invest into Moment Factory and get a uh, uh, get back into entrepreneurship. So tell us a little bit about Moment Factory, you know, I mean, how it began and, and you know, some of its challenges uh, to where it is today kind of thing. Well, the, uh, the company was founded around the notion of, of events. You know, at the time, raves were pretty important uh, throughout the world and Moment Factory was doing those events using the, the cool projection mapping technologies, using the early, uh, latest technologies. And I mean, at that point, it was an event-based company. And when I joined, we tried to move from a more like cyclical, one-offs kind of projects to a more uh, permanent base of clients with whom we could continue the development of the company, yet uh, having a more stable base of projects. This is a little bit different because here I am in Toronto and you're in, Mon- you're in Montreal uh, and, you know, Sandra's, uh, Sandra St. Myers is our host, uh, but, but, you know, we, we were talking earlier about, uh, you, know, you know, a national presence and, uh, and, and a Toronto presence for a moment factory. Uh, but, but I am interested in, you know, what are the benefits of doing business, not so much in Quebec, ju- just in Quebec, but in Canada uh, versus sort of, you know, where media, the big media lies in, 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 in L.A., et cetera, et cetera. I, I'm just interested in that. 
Yeah, well, there's two angles to it. The first one is obviously being in Canada, we learn very fast as an entrepreneur that the market is not in Canada or the, the bulk of the potential is out, uh, outside. So you learn rapidly to be humble and try to export what you're doing. So so that's been part of the uh, the approach we've taken with Moment Factory. We've, we've been very... Uh, aggressive in the way we promoted our projects through the different uh, web tools, YouTube, Vimeo, and so on. And that has created lots of interest in our company. With regards to where we are finding the talent, I mean, historically, Montreal has always been a pretty good creative uh, hub with a video game industry, with the special effect industry, theatrical industry. We, we could uh, bank on the talents that are around us here in Montreal. I guess the, the the challenge right now is more that it's it's more and more difficult because there's so many uh, companies in Montreal that have success. So we're we're at a stage where we're refusing projects because we don't have the talent, because we don't have the people to service them. So we've announced that we would open an office in Toronto and begin to be more present in Canada, so to get more visibility to uh, spread the news about the uh, the the type of project we're doing and attract talent uh, to Moment Factory. So moving away from the company a bit, back to you, some of our best ideas come when we least expect them. How do you disconnect, recharge, you know, what do you do to to come up with that that next innovation? Well, I mean, it's it's interesting because we're we're three partners in this company. So so I it's not a one individual story. It's really about this this company that has grown out of this humility of each individual that that resides in the fact that we cannot deliver a project on our own. We need the help of other people around us. So, so the, 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 the innovation, the creativity comes at the intersection of those people around the table. So, so it's all about encouraging ideas. It's all about encouraging innovation, pushing each other. So, so, so part of the challenge, and I think that's what I feel is, is interesting with entrepreneurship. It's, it's more of a gang a group of people approached and just a one individual notion. I prefer to use the notion of entrepreneurship as a way of being than uh, entrepreneurship as being one individual that's uh, pulling everybody. So, so I think at Moment Factory, we've been pushing very hard at creating this, this environment of collaboration, of pushing each other, team playing, and, and so on. Just getting down to the revenue side of it, what specific tactics have helped you? You know, you've grown yourself to a pretty big company. Have helped you grow your revenue over the, over the past, let's say, let's say, couple of years, basically. Well, the approach we've taken is obviously we're in a uh, in a world of B two B essentially. So it's a contract based uh, company. Mm-hmm. So each project is different. Each project has its own uh, milestones and performance parameters. So we what we are doing is really uh, developing some kind of a structure of project whereby we evaluate the price, the cost, and and we build within our pricing the contingency and the different costs so that we can uh, uh, build a the client. So the uh, the success of the company has been that we've been developing a very uh, very organized and standardized process within the company so that an individual can do a number of different projects within the same week. So the individual can can work on a Madonna show as well as a an airport project and so on. 
So what we've tried to do to scale the company was really to figure out a system underneath the project that would be strong enough and standard enough so that people could move around easily. What's the greatest challenge you faced in, in, in your business life to date? Business life to date? Wow. That's <laughs> your entrepreneurial business life. Let's okay, take, okay. Let's, let's take okay. it down to entrepreneurial business life. Yeah? yeah, well, that's interesting because, you know, I started my uh, career at SICA, and at the time I was, I was consulting the, the big companies, so it was all about the big money, mm-hmm. and it was all about the big projects and, and the $100 million projects, blah, 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 and moved to Bombardier, where it was global company, aerospace, and, and uh, train business. I mean, you're talking big clients. And even Cirque du Soleil uh, was also a pretty uh, stable company. Getting yeah. into Moment Factor at the time, we uh, my two partners were financing the company with two credit cards. They didn't have a line of credit. I've done that. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, that, uh, that's, that's part of the spirit of entrepreneurship, right? Yeah, yeah. So, so, so coming from a world where the whole notion of uh, cash and, and availability of funds was just a question of allocation of funds, was not necessarily the question of is there funds to pay the employees, right. is there money? So I think, I think for me it was a very uh, important milestone in my life being coming back to the basics of entrepreneurship. So coming back to the notion of each dollar counts. What's the best piece of advice you've ever received? I, I was lucky in my life. I, I was exposed to uh, some, some very uh, interesting uh, mentors. Yvan Allaire, one of the strategy professors here in Montreal. Uh, Laurent Baudouin, Guy La Liberté. And, and, and uh, some of those guys kind of had lots of influence on me in terms of the way to lead and the way to manage risk and the way to uh, look at the vision. So, so somebody like Guillaume uh, Laurent Baudouin, for instance, would, would really stretch in between the, the balance sheet and the vision. So you would always be stretching between the two extremes. And, and I guess through that, you would always balance the two. You would not focus on one versus the other. It was not a matter of uh, a group focusing on one and another group focusing on the other one. It was really about in your, in your, the way you're behaving, in your mindset, you always need to strike a balance in between those two poles. All right, let's just go some fairly quick, rapid fire type questions. If you weren't doing you know, what you do now, what would you be doing instead? Well, I, at the time, I was looking to buy a skill because I always thought that being an entrepreneur needed to do something you love, and I'm a skier. I, I understand that. You still got time. No, but that's, that's very simple because at the time when I left today, I was looking for options, and it was in between Moment Factory and Sutton, the skills in the township. Yeah, and, yeah, yeah. And those, the two were so uh, interesting and different and so on, but the basic of it was entrepreneurship. What book are you currently reading? I'm, looking, I'm reading the Edison uh, biography. And uh, what's cool about it is that, uh, obviously, Edison invented the light bulb. So for mm-hmm. a moment, Factory, it's, it's so pertinent to understand yeah, this right. and the story of this guy because it's, it's, where, it's why we exist today. You know, are there any other books that, you know, that you've read that in ter- from an entrepreneurial perspective that you, you think 
you know, our audience should grab and, and, and read and learn from it. Yeah, obviously jobs is one that's very interesting. And, and uh, I mean, I'm sure lots of people have talked about it, but I guess C also is, is an interesting one. I love Sapiens. Um, and, uh, you know, I, I, I'm currently reading the David Bowie biography because, as you know, Moment Factory is an entertainment company. And part of it is about the creativity and how do you push creativity in, in a company like ours yeah. uh, is, is also important. So those are the kind of books that I find yeah. very interesting for uh, entrepreneurs. If you had to pick one word, or maybe two, to describe yourself, what wow. would it be and why? Pushing the boundaries. I, I, I'm always looking at pushing the boundaries. I think, I think the way I look at things is always, is there something I don't know I should know? Is there something beyond what's the uh, traditional way of looking at things? Uh, so what's keeping you up at night? Talent. Talent. Is that an educational thing in, in Canada, or is it, or is it just uh, the, the U.S. pull is too strong? It's it's a combination of things. I I I cannot imagine that there is one issue. I, I I'm sure education have have some difficulty adapting to these mm -hmm. new uh, trends. So that's a B. Obviously, I mean the money being paid to those kids uh, to to work on these uh, unicorns and so on. I mean that's very difficult to compete on that basis. And mm -hmm. and. I guess if we are looking at the longer run of things, um, we've got to continue develop our talent, continue push for it, and and then in the meantime, making sure that those companies that we're created in Canada, we keep them. Is it sort of a diminishment in in prov uh, provincial and federal government in in the industry and and you know? Historically, in the past, you know, you're not as old as me, but we're both old enough to to know when 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 there was a lot there was a lot more tax support to that, to that, to that than there is now. Is is that is that biting into the into business here? No, I, well, obviously, I mean, it could help in uh, in some ways, but I, I think we don't do enough of a good job in promoting our successes in Canada across Canada. Okay. We, I think we're if we were to to show a little bit more of of the successes of some of the companies here in Canada, maybe the the young talent would stay here. I mean, it's 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 very interesting once you understand more the uh, those cool little uh, companies that is growing that are growing up in Canada. But those are the best kept secret. We tend to use the media to support more like traditional political things instead of encouraging the, the young folks that are not following the news to go and learn about these things. And the media, the social media are doing an extremely good job at, 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 at going global and, and, and promoting global stuff. We need to fight against that. Moving back to you, are entrepreneurs wired different, differently? Oh, well, I, I think so. I think so. I mean, Roger Mider, who, who's a uh, professor I had the chance to work with, was telling me the entrepreneur is, it's not that the entrepreneur doesn't see risk, it's because the entrepreneur sees the risks differently, yeah. where other people don't see the same risk. So I, I think part of it has to do with that. You, you need to, there are some risks, but you need to see the risk somewhere else, because if, if you see it the same way than the other, you will not be an entrepreneur. Are you a morning or an, or an evening person? 
I used to be an evening person. I'm now more and more of a morning person. Based on the fact that we started this at eight o'clock this morning. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I, it's funny you say that because I, uh, I, I kind of changed my uh, routine as I was in Europe every two weeks for uh, for two weeks. So I've been sharing my time in between Montreal and Paris. Given the fact that we've got an activity there, I. I you know, I try to maintain a morning uh, base. And obviously, with a creative company where people show up at 9.30, 10 o'clock, it's good to be here early so to prepare your day while the kids and the young talent are not still at the office. So that's yeah, part of the I, I, I get that. What's your favorite place in the world and why? You've been in some great, great places, I'm, I'm sure. I, I like to say to people that the uh, Bay of Naples, Napoli, is, is perhaps for me the most interesting place in the world for the historical aspect, the, uh, the city of Naples, Sorrento, and, and the history with the uh, Pompeii and so on, and with the gorgeous uh, islands, Ischia and Capri and so on. I mean, within a very limited area, you've got access to so many uh, elements of life that of, of our culture, of everything that has influenced uh, us. Moving back to you, you know, what are the, what are the, the three non-negotiables that have to happen in your in your in your case in your morning routine? Well, I I I need, and I've learned that that I need a good rest. So the morning, if I didn't sleep well, will be an issue. So if I start on the wrong foot because of a lack of sleep, will not be a good day. Be uh, a good breakfast. I, I I I when I was younger, I was starting with nothing in my stomach, and I learned that it would impact your day. So I I I I, I really putting energy and making sure that I eat well in the morning. And the third thing is to know what's going to be the first thing to do in the morning. I, I had this great advice. You're, you were asking earlier about advice I got from a one of my mentors. Jean-Yves Leblanc was running Bombardier Transport at the time. He said, why don't you do the toughest thing earlier in the morning? So do the tough stuff in the morning at the first thing in the morning, so that then you feel good about it, you've done it, it's the toughest thing to do, so you need your brain to be pretty uh, awake, do them, and then the rest of the day will be easy. And I'm still using that uh, recommendation. I, I, kind of, I kind of do that myself, yeah. I, I, <laughs> so that's why you were doing it this morning? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay, all right, so this is something we ask everybody, okay. Uh, so there's a beautiful tropical island in the middle of the ocean. There's only one phone booth and no internet. We drop you off there with no technology. At any time you can you know, use the phone booth, pick up the phone, and we'll come back and pick you up. How long do you last before you make that phone call? And what would you do? Well, you know, I'm, I'm a uh, diver. So I like ah. the notion of, and, and the way you were presenting it, I was, I was picturing myself in Zemimi on the uh, coast uh, west of uh, Okinawa. And you know what? I could stay there for a while uh, without uh, having to call anybody. I mean, I, I, I'm the kind of guy that can, can be alone for a while. I've got my uh, little uh, property where I do woods during the weekend. So I, I love my solitude and mm -hmm. it's important for me for my balance. Mm -hmm. So I don't know if it answers your question, but I, I, I think I could get on for a while there.
You know, that's that's a good. Uh, you 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 you're the first person that hasn't put a time limit on it. Uh, uh, that's 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 really interesting. First person I've interviewed that hasn't put a time limit on it. Okay, Eric, we're we're kind of coming to the end here. Okay, uh, but I always ask. We have lots of listeners, lots of entrepreneurs. How can they get a hold of you? You know, and the other thing is, have I missed something that you want to add? No, I mean, uh, you know, I, I, I'm always puzzled by the, uh, the, the, the poor level of entrepreneurship in Canada and in Quebec and in Montreal. And I'm always puzzled by this uh, encouragement of these one individual entrepreneurship. I think it's all about the gang. It's all about the people coming together and doing a project together. So for me, I mean... Entrepreneurs should think about sharing risks with others and bouncing ideas. And that's how the best idea come up. And that's how you manage your personal uh, drive, adding other people to reinforce your ideas. So, so in, my, in my reading of all the, the most interesting successes around me in entrepreneurship, being the Baudouet family, the Bombardier family, being uh, this, this group of six, and, and even Moment Factory with the, the tree uh, of us, I mean that's really what's cool about entrepreneurship is is doing it in a in gangs. And and can people get a hold of you, you know, via LinkedIn, via your yep. website? I'm on LinkedIn, so uh, pretty easy to connect. Uh, yeah. And and on, my, on the website, my name is on the website, so it's easy. Very yeah. curious to hear more about other entrepreneurs in Canada. Well, Eric, thanks for coming on the Canada's podcast. It's been re- really interesting and. Uh, Talent, talent, talent. It's what makes us successful. I'm kind of with you on that one. All right. Thanks, everyone, for taking the time today to listen to Toronto's podcast on the Canada's Podcast Network. I hope you enjoyed the podcast today. Make sure you sign up for our newsletters or write a review for us on iTunes. You can connect with us on Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, LinkedIn, or at canadaspodcast.com, where you can listen, discover, and engage. You can also check out what other entrepreneurs are doing across the country. I'll see you next time.